Can we give Chris a round of applause? Man, he's just... Chris came up here and sang and led, and, and then he uh, built me up. I said, man, I can't bomb this one. I can't bomb this <laughs> No, I appreciate it. Um, my wife is also here with me uh, this morning. My wife, Medjin, is here uh, with me, and so it's a pleasure to be here with you all. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 17, Luke chapter Uh, number 17, and we'll be in verses 11 through 19 uh, this morning, 11 through 19. And as you see uh, on your bulletin, I want to share a message entitled, Gratitude is the Goal. Everybody say gratitude. Gratitude is the goal. And um, yeah, there's a song called Gratitude, and I enjoy that song very much. Um. One of the things as we uh, prime the pump, if you will, if we prepare ourselves for uh, this season, which I I do think is important, um, there are a lot of uh, things that we can be thankful for and appreciative of. Um, But this passage makes the distinction between what gratitude looks like and the fact that it is something that we ourselves as believers should live out. Does that make sense? And so uh, gratitude is the goal. I would say this, uh, to show gratitude, I believe two things are uh, necessary, important. One, I believe that, that gratitude is a reflective response towards the goodness of God. All right. It is a reflective response towards the goodness of God in your life. And so one, uh, for you to, to, to show gratitude or to, uh, to be grateful, you need to take the time to reflect. And, and, and not only to reflect, but there is a response that is required because he's worthy. Amen. And so as we hop into our passage this morning, uh, we'll read the first three verses. The Bible says this, and it came to pass. As he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through uh, uh, the city, excuse me, passed through Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers and which stood afar off. And they said, uh, they lifted up their voices. They said unto their master, Jesus, have mercy on us. Hey, the first thing that I want you to see in this passage this morning is that there was a desire for healing. There was a desire for healing. Jesus is walking uh, through the cities and there are 10 men, 10 lepers, and uh, they are uh, desiring for for healing because they're crying out for mercy. Now, the, the reality is, is because of their leprosy, because of their condition, there were a number of effects on their life. Uh, leprosy not only was uh, contagious, but it was chronic. It was contagious because it would, uh, one, it would, it would affect others, so they would have to be isolated from society. They would, they would have to be afar off, but, but it would continue to uh, go from from just a, a rash to uh, even a larger sore and, and pus and maybe a finger falling off and, 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 and maybe an ear falling off because of the continued progress or the growth of their condition. 
we see not only that uh, their condition would, would cause them to, to desire and to ask Jesus to heal them and to help them, but the truth is, is that we also have a condition uh, that uh, causes us to, to cry out for mercy, to cry out for Jesus, and it's a sin condition. We are all sinners. We are all uh, at the begging for the mercy of God because of what we deserve. Amen. And so when you think of these lepers, uh, there's a desire for healing. I love this quote and um, and it's important, but it says that uh, your stronghold is the leprosy of your life, that besetting sin in your life. That, that very thing that you allow to, to sit there and to fester and to grow and, 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 and separates you from society, or, or just that, that is the very thing that you must be pleading to the Lord this morning, right where you are. Even though we don't have leprosy, but we have, we have problems. <laughs> and, and the truth is this. Scripture says that his mercies are new. When? Every morning. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you guys talk back to me this morning. I'm not going to preach by myself this morning. The Lord's mercies are new every morning. So that means that we need his mercy every morning, every day, all the time. So, so this is the point that I want to get to you. When the Lord's mercies are new every morning and we're not aware of them, that is when we become ungrateful. That is when we, be, we do not reflect and we're not aware of all that God is doing. It is when we're reminded of our condition, who we are, where we would be without him. That when we respond and we reflect and we say, wow, that's me. Hey, I need God. I, I, I need him for his strength and his mercy each day. The first thing that we see in this passage is their desire for healing. The second thing that we'll see, if you look at verse 14, uh, he gives them a direction to follow. A direction to follow. Look at verse 14. As these men are crying out for mercy, once again, 10 lepers. It says, and when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. This is important. Verse 13 says that Jesus just spoke the word. Jesus just spoke the word. So Leviticus teaches us that the law of the leper was that if they were to uh, be cleansed, that they would to present themselves to the priest. He would inspect them and then he would be able to, to determine whether their leprosy was gone or they still had that condition and it had to remain separated from society. And so what Jesus says is he performs the miracle by simply saying the word. We, we understand the, the sovereignty of God, the authority of God's word, right? He spoke the world into existence. He said, let there be light. But the truth is this. He performed the same uh, type of miracle when he spoke and said, you're cleansed. Go present yourself before the priest. Now, this is what I want you to understand. When Jesus gives a direction to follow, he spoke the word and their 
response was to go and walk to the priest. They had to have a level of faith to believe that they would be cleansed to present themselves to the priest. Does that make sense? And, and so as we're thinking of uh, this direction to, to follow, it's important because um, many of us know that, that Jesus is the healer in this passage. And, and so uh, when you uh, have a doctor who is, is, is going to prescribe, who's going to give you uh, instructions or uh, the medicine for you to take for you to be better, uh, we would assume uh, that they would take the, the meds gladly, okay, because they desire healing. The truth is, is that the word of God is our medicine. Right? When we think of the, the, the children of Israel, God says that they gave them manna each day. That was their provision. That was, that was what God was giving to sustain them each day. I, I like to say that the word of God is like a, a, a manna from heaven, that, that daily provision. But we're seeing in this passage that, that the word of God is the very thing that he uses to heal us of our sin condition, not just, uh, not just our actions, but our attitude, not just our actions, but our thoughts, those limiting beliefs that will stop us and to say, man, I've, I've gone before the priest time after time after time, and I've got the same problem and the same struggle. And so we see that, that faith is required in response to the word. So what I'm saying is this. Oftentimes, because we are not aware of the mercies of God, we can uh, take the word of God because of our own circumstances and, and life and not respond to them in faith because of all of the other things that have happened to us. L let me give you an example. This leper, if you will, there were, there were 10 of them. The leper had to present himself to the priest. Uh, 10 lepers go, and the Bible says that only one returns. The Bible says that every one of these individuals received a miracle, but only one of them, one of them returned. It was their response to the miracle that indicated the work of God that was truly going on within them. Does that make sense? All right, all right, y'all gotta, gotta talk to me now. The direction to follow. Jesus was the way to their healing, and faith in his word requires obedience. The word of God is the prescription from the great physician to heal our mind, our body, and our soul from sin. It was vital for them to uh, go and to present themselves as it is for us to be vital in claiming the promises of God, obeying the word of God, because he does desire to heal us of our sinful condition. Next, I want to share with you, as you go down to verse 15. It says, and one of them, when he saw, when he, excuse me, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at the feet of Jesus, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Everybody say Samaritan. Samaritan. 
He was a Samaritan. That's important. He was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto them, arise, go thy way, for thy faith has made thee whole. Let's press into that a little bit. The difference between the ungrateful and the grateful was the response. Was the reflection. We, we talked about the fact that we have to be aware of our condition. The Bible says that this individual was a Samaritan. Samaritans had no dealing with the Jews. He sat there and he realized to himself that Jesus didn't even have to talk to me, let alone do a miracle for me. Isn't that amazing? When you realize that you truly are undeserving of all that God gives you, it allows you to respond and say, thank you, Jesus. And it makes the, the highlight, the, the fact that he was a Samaritan and I, I, I might be assuming here, but if it makes the distinction that one of them was a Samaritan, then I believe that the other were Jews. So it shows those that were religious, those who would have some foundational understanding of the Messiah, did not respond in thanks. And in other words, if I were to just think of individuals as we are today, they might have just been so glad that they were healed. That they just ran off to go see their family and friends and do everything that they couldn't do before. And we'd be like, man, I, I could see that. I could understand that. But the problem is, is when we're so enamored with the healing that we don't take time to bask in the presence of the healer, we've got it backwards. Because in the presence of the healing, there's more, excuse me, in the presence of the healer, there's continuously more healing Versus just that, that one instance of saying, I'm going to take this and I'm going to run with it. And, and so in this passage, it's, it's vital for us to understand that this uh, response, this reflective response started by him realizing his condition and saying, hey, I'm a Samaritan. I, I, I don't even deserve this from God. And sometimes the problem is, is that uh, because we know so much about God or because uh, sometimes we might feel entitled to certain things, we don't respond in the way that we should. So whether you need a holiday weekend to sit back and relax and to reflect, the truth is, is you have an opportunity every day. If the mercies are new every day, you have opportunities each morning to reflect and to think on what God is truly doing in your life. When you think of the passage, when it talks about the fact of, uh, of not only uh, his reflection, but his response, the Bible says that not only does he return, and not only is he, uh, if we were to give statistics, it would say that uh, nine out of ten of us are ungrateful. <laughs> Could it be the, the condition of our society where we're just go, go, go? But as believers, 
we see in this passage that it's, it's more grateful to, 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 to bask in the healer and what he's done than to, than to take the miracle and just run away with it. Verse 15, it says, one of them saw and turned and with a loud voice glorified God. This individual who used to scream unclean, unclean, stay away from me, stay away from me, is now with a loud voice glorifying God. With his response, he falls at the feet of Jesus. He, he, he thanks him. He recognizes who he is. And I truly believe that the problem with us as believers is because it takes something great in our lives for us to show gratitude. When scripture says that it is the will of God that in all things to give thanks. It is the will of God to give thanks, not for everything, but in everything. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of the Lord concerning you. So I want to highlight this important part of the passage, and and we'll kind of dive into prayer and, and, and some more thoughts here. But the passage says this, that God was glorified. In his response, he reflected, he praised, the Lord was glorified. The truth is, is that I don't, I don't know everyone's circumstances or situations or, or what is going on currently in your life. But the Bible says that, that God is glorified in the difficulties that we face if our response is still gratitude to him in the midst of it. In a world who does not know Jesus, does not know uh, the healer, does not have a personal relationship with him. If we still have the faith to, to, to follow him and to walk with him and to remain in his word, though our circumstances don't seem meek, uh, though we've gone to the priest a number of times in our own strength and it didn't work out. To have the faith to still follow God when things aren't going the right way and to praise him and to and to to lift his voice loud. The Lord will be glorified and he will use you in it to make him known. So whether you're the person saying, God, I need your help, God, things just aren't lining up. My my circumstances, my situations are, 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 are bleak, God, and I need you. Or whether you're the person that's just like, man, this is another uh, Thanksgiving uh, gratitude type message. This is awesome. We're going to eat Thanksgiving. We're going to appreciate all of these things. The, the, the truth is, is that the rocks will cry out because he's still worthy. He prefers that it is us that take the time to glorify him because then we will point others to the goodness of God to his ability to to work and to do what we cannot do. Man, I just realized I wasn't walking to this side enough. Maybe I thought I was limited (laughs) with the mic. (laughs) Scripture says he fell at the feet of Jesus, humbled himself, realizing what Jesus had done 
for him. Let me give you a few passages of scripture. And then I'll land the plane here. First Chronicles 634 says this, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. First Chronicles 6, 8 says, Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. This is what he's calling us unto do. First Thessalonians 5, in, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. This individual's expectation was a little different because he realized he was undeserving. But when God did for him, when he performed that miracle, what he did was, was gave us a lesson that we could follow. Because gratitude is the goal. God wants our faith to produce gratitude. Wow, I can't say that. Gratitude within us to be reflected in our lives. And so uh, when we are in need of healing or, or are desiring for God to do a work in our lives, it is not just to meet our physical need, but also to meet the need of the world that they would know Jesus. Can you bow your heads and close your eyes for me this morning? The reality is this. God is good whether or not we show gratitude or not. If you were to look at other countries and, and realize what we have versus what they have, you would realize that there are a lot more things that you aren't as grateful for until you realize what others have. The truth is, is that when we accept Christ Jesus, he says that he's given us everything and his riches and glory. And because we're so fixed on uh, this finite world that we're not aware of all that God has given us and all that is at our disposal, we respond to our limitations versus his ability to do what he says, to keep his promises, to, to work in ways that we cannot. And my prayer this morning is that whatever our condition or our circumstances are, that we would realize that, that God is able, that he has the authority with his word. If we choose to follow and obey and submit to him to do work in and through you, even in spite of you as a Samaritan. My prayer is, is that if you don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If it's uh, just a, a matter of attending church and, and, and hearing messages, but not truly understanding that when the Bible says for God so loved the world, that the, the greatest miracle that was ever performed was that God became flesh for you to die for you so that you could be in heaven with him. So whether or not you're healed from your leprosy, your physical condition in the moment, God wants to save your soul. God wants to change your eternal destiny so that you would be with him. Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for the fact that you are sovereign, 
that you are good, uh, that you do hear our prayers, uh, that you are present with us in our situations, uh, that you do desire a response from us, not simply for us, but for those who do not know you. And so sometimes the Samaritan responds better than the Jew, but help us to look like you to the world so that they may know you. Lord, we love you and thank you in your precious and holy name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. All right. Well, listen, I can't. Yeah, you're going to come up here and close this up. Thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it. Thank you, Pastor Gabe.